Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our podcast, Faith in Action. We are so thankful to everyone who has been sharing our podcast. We ask that you continue to share it. And if you have not subscribed or followed this podcast on your favorite podcast platform, I encourage you to do so. That way you will get notified anytime we release a new episode or release any special content through the podcast platforms. And we are thankful to you for continuing to support us and also follow us on our social media platforms on Facebook and Instagram. And you can find links to those on the website that our podcast is located on, fiapodcast.org. Again, we are so thankful to everyone here. And today we're going to be talking about something that I think needs to be talked about. I do not know everyone's habits as far as how Bible study is done in the home. But today's topic, we're going to be talking about Bible study in the home, as you probably saw with the title. And I want to start off by reading Proverbs 22 and verse 6. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. There are so many teachings on this verse, and I've heard every extreme from the, uh, I've heard from one extreme that if you do everything right, your child should not leave from the teachings of the, of the Lord to, and I've heard the opposite where it says, this is just a suggestion and that circumstances will vary. And when I say that, I mean, like, I know people that will say that it is purely a suggestion and to the point that it does not matter regardless of what you do in the home. You can have no scripture in home, pretty much saying that that there is nothing you can any there's nothing you can do to guarantee that your child and children will stay with the Lord. So why even try? They don't say it like that, but that's the impression that you get when you hear some people teach on this on this verse. What's interesting is, is that there are a number of ways that this verse is taught. However, I do strongly believe that it is true that we cannot control the circumstances of our children and even of those others in the household, maybe our wife or our husband, we may not be able to control their circumstances and their faith because ultimately we all need to have our own faith. However, I do believe that this verse does have a lot of wisdom in the fact that training of a child is needed. Training up that child in the Lord is a necessity. And this topic has been on my mind because at our small group this past Sunday, I had talked about how at my first work, when I was still a minister, I have been approached by a mother who had asked me if I could set her child on a path that would lead her closer to God. And knowing the circumstances, I had intimate details about what is and isn't done as far as in regards to training up this particular child in the ways of the Lord and just regardless whether scripture or just in any major kind of knowledge of what God is, who God is, and what his expectations 
are for us and just other topics such as the mercy and the grace of God. These were topics that were very foreign. And I I might have been a little rude in how I said it. I might have said it a little differently now that I'm older. But again, I'm a, I was a 24-year-old preacher right out of preaching school. And so I kind of hit pretty harshly with the fact that, well, I can do what I can, but ultimately, you are going to have to be the one to show your child how to be close to God, and you're going to have to be the one to put in the training. I worded it a little differently, and I was a little harsh in how I said it, but I strongly still believe that idea to this day. And I do believe that in the home, training has to be done. And when I say training, I don't want it to think of it as just like a constant drilling of our kids to memorize verses and and to memorize themes. And nothing wrong with memorization, but it is so important to realize that training up a child in the way that he should go that our children should go, our sons and daughters should go, requires a whole full method of things. There's no right and wrong way as far as like X amount of time in scripture or X amount of time in doing this spiritual discipline is going to be a guarantee for success. That's not what I'm on here for. However, this the purpose of this episode is to discuss some things that can help help us in regards to training up our children. Now, we can do all of these, and your child can still not be faithful after they leave home. And I know that can happen, and I've seen it happen. And I'm an example of that, even though I've had some other issues in regards to why I left as well. But we're not, and we're not talking about that. But the point I'm getting across is this is simply just suggestions to help you raise and train a child up in the way that they should go. First thing I want to talk about is set aside time for Bible study. When I was growing up, every Tuesday night, our family would have Bible study. And I was not always a fan of it. Matter of fact, most of the time I wasn't a fan of us having Bible study on Tuesday nights. And if we miss Tuesday, we try to do it on Thursdays. And this happened for years. And we didn't do it, I believe, the last few years when I was living there. But it was an expectation we were going to have Bible study. And it was something that was common to me. And We had it just as regularly as we had Sunday morning worship and Bible class and the evening worship, Wednesday night Bible class. So it was on a regular basis. Now, this is not to say, oh, you should follow our um, path and our method and do, you know, the exact same thing that we did. However, set aside time to study the Bible with your family. And it does not have to be a Sunday morning format or Wednesday night format. It could simply just be reading together. It could just simply be discussing some verses together, maybe letting your child read or listen to you and ask them, what do they think about this? 
And don't be critical. Don't be discouraging. Even if the answer is way off, you still have great ways that you can navigate these topics and help them realize that this thing that we do and we are called Christians and followers of Christ, that is not just a Sunday and Wednesday thing, but it is a lifestyle that is practiced outside of church, outside of church services. Let's use that term. Um, two, set aside time for praying. I'll be honest with you. Now, it is true we set aside time for Bible study, but growing up, we really didn't set aside time for prayer. The most prayers that I recall or common prayers I can recall is prayers before bedtime and prayers before meals. And then when we went on long trips, we prayed before we went on long trips. But I never recalled us sitting down and saying, you know what, let's have a time where we pray. And I'll be honest with you, that's something I want to get better at. Uh, My wife and I, we attempt to make time to pray together. And there are times that we get on the habit of doing it, but then we fall out of habit. My wife, she does a great job of setting aside time for herself to pray. I want to get better at that myself. I want to set. So this is not just a family thing, but this is something that you can do on an individual basis. Set aside time for praying. Help your communication with God. Have Let your children see that you are having this time you set aside to have this time for God. And even if it's not something where you go into a separate room or a separate place, quiet place, and pray for five minutes. Even if you did a quick prayer in front of your children or just around, not to say that you purposely are trying to gloat in front of your children, but let your children see. You maybe say a quick prayer, and you they may not know what the prayer is for, but let them see that you are a praying parent. Let them see that you are a praying parent. A third thing I want to talk about um, is talk about God. Talk about God. Um, we discussed some of this on Sunday night as well, and I thought it was a lot of good points that was brought up, especially and just, you know, when you got nature around, you know, bring up God. Bring up the power of God, the glory of God. That was something my dad did a lot. He would always, if there's something that was magnificent or beautiful, he would always uh, quote out a psalm, and the fool said in his heart that there was no God, that there is no God. And which, even though now that I'm older and whatnot, while this verse can in some aspects can refer to that, I do know that passage, or that verse rather, does also cover some other aspects, not really um, talked about too much, but just taking it from face value, I always remember my dad saying that. And it resonated with me that God truly is the creator of all things, regardless whether it's man-made or or from nature, that God in some way, shape, or form, regardless whether it's through human intelligence that God has given us, or let's mention as na- through nature, he has given us a way to recognize him, to acknowledge him, and to see his work and see his creation. And so just in little things like that, constantly talk about God. I used to think that, you know, I used to always get scared 
am I talking about God too much? But then I started realizing there really is no such thing as talking about God too much. Now, are there some times where, you know, you might need to use some discretion and might need to use some uh, common sense and realize maybe this particular situation or perhaps this person has something going on that maybe you need to word something a little differently or maybe you, you need to find another way to bring God into it without really mentioning God. And, you know, we it's ways that it can happen. It might be times that you might have to say, you know what, next time I will bring something up. But but when it comes to our families and to our children, always constantly remind them that God truly is who he says he is, how amazing he is. Reflect back on blessings that God has blessed the family with. Think back on times when God has helped out the family through tough times. Talk about God when you're going through tough times. And just always talk about God. We talk about a trillion and one other topics at home. It does not hurt to talk about the God that we claim that we love and we claim that we serve. It's important, imperative, and also very um, imperative that we let our families know that we truly love God. And what better way to show that love than by talking about God? Well, there's another way you can show that love and it as well. And we're going to talk about that in our next point here. Set an example. Set an example. All of these can tie into this, but setting the example, I want to focus mainly on the aspect of living as a Christian ought to live. You know, one way that turns so many people off from Christianity is seeing people claiming to be Christians and act another way. Now, I want to clarify, Christians are not perfect. We will make mistakes. I do. I make mistakes. We all make mistakes. And that's the important thing that we have to realize that mistakes are going to happen. And sometimes people are going to see those mistakes and they're going to be turned off from Christianity for a long time. And unfortunately, some might be forever. I'm not referring to mistakes here. I'm referring to behaviors that have not been changed or stopped because we fail to remember that Romans 12, 1 and 2, it is very important to be a living sacrifice and to be transformed. And that's when we have problems because you can tell a difference between a Christian who's struggling, but they're trying to get it together and they are needing help. Versus someone who simply refuses to change, does not see anything wrong with what they're doing, and may even know that scripture is against what they're doing, but they have justified it in their mind doing it anyway. But the thing is, our children, they watch us. They take notice. They know what they're seeing. They know that what they're being taught in Bible class is not being done at home if you are not setting an example. And that's the reason why it's so important. Set an example before your kids. Yes, you're going to mess up. But when you do mess up, set an example by correcting the mistake, by being transparent with them, by letting them know that God does forgive me, but I also need to make the change too. 
that I need to have a change in behavior. This teaches responsibility and also teaches that the Christian is forgiven by the blood of Christ. And we are so thankful for the grace that is within us, but also help us realize that we have a responsibility, but it's a hard responsibility. And that's the reason why I'm so glad. And that's another thing. Set the example of getting help from fellow Christians, relying on God, relying on the Holy Spirit for help to get through these things. You know, set those examples before your kids and talk about how God and how the members of the church and how the Holy Spirit has helped in your life. Talk about how they have helped in getting through those mistakes that you have made. So there are good ways. And as I mentioned before, it's not to say that if you follow all four of these, that your children are magically going to be um, faithful to the end. That's not what I'm saying. However, I think we owe it to ourselves that if we can make some changes to help our kids realize just how important God is, we can really do a lot of good. Because as a minister for eight years, I believe it's eight years, no, seven years, as a minister for seven years, I can tell you how many people rely on the church to do everything for their kids. They rely on the church to take care of the um, youth activities, the preachers take care of everything, the youth ministers to take care of everything. And this is not to say that youth groups, youth ministers, preachers, elders, I'm not saying none of us are important. We all play a very important role. But the truth of the matter is your kids see their parents way more than they will see church staff during the week. So they need to see that we are doing what we can. It's not going to be done perfectly, but we are doing what we can to show them that we truly are in love with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. You all have a good rest of your week. Stay safe out there. There's a lot of places getting a ton of snow this week. Our area is getting snow soon. So if you got to travel in any of this and stay warm as well, really frigid Arctic temperatures has been coming in and wind chills and whatnot. So whatever you're doing, whatever your activities are, stay safe out there. And we will hear from me next time. And God bless.